This is LifeLinks with a DL link. Five minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination on 101.9 Chai FM. I'm Nikki Seberini. As always, delighted to be in your company for the next hour. We have some phenomenal people who will be joining us today. We, we're we going to be um, chatting to a, a true warrior who's been on the show twice before and his journey and his um, and I won't even say struggle because he's just such an open-minded individual and every day is just a new way of dealing with what is in his life. And so he's going to be sharing his story and that is Walter Pike, um, CEO and founder at Pike. Um, and he's also, you know, a, a, as I said, a, a warrior, prostate cancer warrior. He went in for more treatment yesterday. He keeps us up to date on social media. So I'm looking forward to chatting um, with Walter. Um, we also are going to have Dr. D, Dorian Wheel, on the, the show today because we're going to be looking at vulnerability and intimacy in men. Um, and this really leads us to our next guest, who's Gavin Moffat, who is part of the Mankind Project. Um, he's also a speaker and writer, writer and common sense evangelist. We're going to be looking at what is it, what tapping into the power of men and when we talk about what is power in men and what where does vulnerability come in and especially when we look at men who have cancer and who are um, fighting the battle and, and where does that put them in terms of vulnerability so it really is going to be a very very interesting show I do hope that you'll be connecting with me that you'll be um, sharing your stories the lines are always open on 0101403020 or you can SMS us on 345 we always, always like to hear from you. And it's always a pleasure to uh, have the CEO of Chai FM in the studio, especially when she's a mover and shaker. I can't keep up. She's moving around and doing incredible things. And we're doing it also because just off the back of the Jerusalem Marathon, the DL Link team going, having such success. And Michelle Goodman always saying that she just could not do it without Chai FM and Kathy Kayla's support. So, Kath. Hello. Welcome back, Don. It's not you your said. birthday today. No, Do you remember not. last time? <laughs> I'm going to forget. <laughs> it's not every day I get what a halo. Chai FM and Kathy had their birthday on the same day. It was such a moment. One we'll never forget. Yes, yes. My birthday was about four months after my actual birthday. But never mind. <laughs> How are you? Oh, Kath, I'm excellent. I Thank am so you. proud of the deal link and how... Michelle has just grown this organization. Unfortunately, it comes from tremendous need mm. um, of people who are really battling and these warriors that we that we speak about. But it is a huge, huge privilege for Hyphen to be associated with the DL Link in general and uh, specifically the Jerusalem Marathon. Why do you have this connection with the DL Link? And I say because you, you know, the Chai FM supports. We've got this DL Link show, um, and we enable a lot of fundraising to take place so that this incredible organization can do what it does. But for you, Kath, what is, what, what is your pull? What's your connection with the DL Link? Look, we all have people in our lives who have been warriors at one time. Some of those people have survived and some of those people haven't survived. That's one aspect of it. So there's a personal feeling about the deal link. But the deal link as an organization, Nikki, anybody who knows about it, they might not even know the name. 
but they know about Michelle. They know about the work of the Deal Link. And the minute there's in, it's in context, it's like, oh, of course I know the Deal Link. You know, I listened to your show. I mean, Michelle was actually, we had a board meeting last week, and uh, Michelle, can I tell the story? Yes, she said, okay. <laughs> she was on the plane to Israel. Now, many, many um, travelers traveling to Israel are not Jewish people. Um, many Christian Zionists, many business people, many people from tech industries, water industries. And uh, she sits next to this guy on the plane. Um, she didn't tell me his name. But uh, a Gentile gentleman who was on his way to Israel, and they just started talking as one does with Michelle. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, are you from the Deal Link? He says, I listen to Chai FM all the time, and I always listen to your show. He says, I find it so interesting that you guys talk about cancer for an hour. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've heard about you. You know, and all of a sudden, sure. other members, other board members around the table who hadn't met each other because it's it's organisations that are board, our board members, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so you get different as leadership changes. So sometimes you get new board members, and uh, you know, the one lady said, "Oh, you the deal link. You do this and this and this and this." She didn't know the name of the organisation, but she knew exactly what the organisation does. She said, "I've got such and such a friend, and we just hear about how." incredible this organization is. It is a huge privilege for him to be associated with such an organization. Hmm. Well, you and know, Kathy, yes, you were going to say something. No, and I was going to say, I mean, for, for you as a team, you know, as a team member as well, I mean, Michelle, I mean, you've got to admit, Michelle and her team are just incredible, Nikki, and we see it behind the scenes. Unbelievable, Kath. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm very, very proud Me that too. I get to do this every Thursday. <laughs> and, you know, and I've said it before, you know, it can be tough. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not an easy topic, but there's always... I always walk away uplifted and I always walk away inspired yeah. because the people who come onto the show and the deal link, it's not about suffering. It's about living life. And in fact, listen to this. Michelle showed me the most unbelievable quote. It was a little cartoon. It was Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Oh, happiness. And, well, they, <laughs> and Charlie Brown says, one day we'll die, Snoopy. And Snoopy says, yes, but every other day we'll live. And that's what the DL link is about. Gosh, that could be a Winnie the Pooh quote. Uh, it's well. beautiful. That, that it's beautiful. amazing. And that's really what it is. So we talk, we do talk about cancer, but we're talking about living life, how to live it exactly. and how Beyond. the DL link supports people in such a way that living with the cancer, they're held and supported in a way that they've never been before. Yeah. And, and people talk about gifts on this show all the time, the gifts. And you know, it's, it's, it is, it's a privilege. So, I hear your connection. I feel yeah. it. Just I well done. It. Well done yeah. to Michelle. Well done to the team. And uh, just well done. And thank you to everybody who supports the Deal Link because without your support, they couldn't continue to do what Absolutely. they do so well. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Lovely very much. having you in the sh- on the show, my Wonderful. darling. How's Israel? Israel is Tell us just very incredible. Quickly. Absolutely incredible. What, what can I say? Pulsating, Go and check my vibrant. Facebook page. Yeah, I, I, wrote, I wrote little articles about all, you know, all, different days and experiences. Every time I go to Israel, I come back fundamentally changed. Mm. 
Well, yeah. Just tell me, what is the Facebook page? Is it Chai FM or is no, it No, it's my personal, personal one. Oh, don't <laughs> go, let's go personal. If not, why not? No, Kat? it's open to the public. We go love you, my out. darling. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. You, Thanks for coming on to the show. Oh, it's busy, my busy pleasure lady. and my honor. Thank oh, you. Thank you, God bless Kat. Debs. Thank you. <laughs> right, so it's 12 minutes past 12. Let's take a quick break. Um, after the break, we're going to continue with looking at these incredible warriors, all um, supported by this organization, the DL Link. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. This is LifeLinks with a DL Link. On 101.9 High FM, Nikki Seberini with you until 1 o'clock. And uh, so we are continuing. I mentioned a little bit earlier that on the, the, the show we were going to have a warrior who's been on twice before by the name of Walter Pike, who, who you know, he has prostate cancer and he has shared his story very openly on this radio station and on social media. And he has a, a huge following of people who are standing by his side as he goes through the journey and um, in fact uh, a guest who I'm going to be introducing uh, in just a moment um, Gavin Moffat and I were just chatting off air and we were saying how incre- incredible it is that Walter has become so vulnerable um, willingly and very very consciously um, and taken people on the journey and uh, you know like your thoughts on that like what what is it to go onto social media and to bear your soul and to bear your your greatest fears and to bear all the this kind of news be it the good news and be it the bad news and is it something we we should all be doing is it something that we would like to all be doing well i have um dr d dorian cara will on the line she is a clinical psychologist we've heard her me- for many years on the radio and also uh, uh voted as south africa's most influential woman in business and government. So, Dr. D, Dory, lovely, lovely to have you on the show. How are you? I miss you. I haven't seen you in ages. I am going to do something over this this weekend about it. By the way, I've got an echo on my line. Have you? Okay. Yep. So what we're going to do. Okay. You're not, we're going to try, we're going to phone you back. Let's see. Put the phone down. We're going to get back to you, Dory. Let's see if we can get back to you without an echo. Okay. You can, you, you can call my landline. It might be better. Okay. Lovely. Thank you so much, Dory. Thank you. Now, thank you. Thank you. So, all right. Well, then let me introduce Gavin, um, straight away who, um, as I said, we were chatting off air and Gavin is representing the Mankind Project today. Um, he's also a speaker, a writer, and I love that he is a common sense evangelist because sometimes I need a good old dose of common sense. Uh, doesn't everyone? <laughs> doesn't everyone? Listen, the question is, Gavin, first of all, welcome. Thank you very much. So do you exude common sense? Is it something you have to work on? Uh, it, I think common sense is something we absolutely have to work on. If you look at our entire environment, our world around us, there is no common sense left behind. Look what happens every single day in conversations on Facebook, face-to-face with people. There is very little common sense. So it's not something I have to work on because I, I can I can generally see it. <laughs> okay. uh, but it's definitely something I enjoy doing. Um, it, it's also something that I do where I can look at really complicated topics and try and simplify them for people. Uh, and that's kind of what I do for a living is oh, wow. take complex things and make them simple. Dumb it down for people like me. I hate calling it dumb it down um, because dumb it down sounds so insulting. <laughs> it's, it's literally, I call it simplification. It's okay. trying to make complex topics and make them understandable so that somebody can engage with it in mm. some way. Mm. Fabulous. But here today, and we're going to, I'm going to, I'd love to hear more about it a little bit later, but you also are here representing the Mankind Project and we've, 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 we've had representatives before, but just briefly before we go back to Dory, because what we're focusing on, the really the thrust of the show is 
masculinity, mm. the man, vulnerability, and especially in a time when you are so vulnerable, really, and so out of control because you have this disease, and mm. what do you do with it? So just very briefly before we chat, go back to Dr. D. Sure. So uh, let me talk about Mankind Project. It was started more than three decades ago in the United States, and it was started on the back of women's movements, uh, with men feeling disenfranchised because women were finding themselves, and the men were feeling like they weren't finding themselves. Yeah, I can understand. It's been in South Africa for quite a while. Uh, we've done uh, 63 or 64 of our weekends, which are called the New Warrior Training Adventure. And it's our way of introducing people to being a masculine, mature male. Mm-hmm. And a masculine, mature male sounds a bit strange. It's it's certainly not the guy who's on the front cover of Men's Health magazine, and that's mm-hmm. the example I always use because you can immediately see a guy, topless, six-pack. Yeah, that's mm, men's masculine, health. They have masculine and that's not change. masculinity. Ah, that okay. is not masculinity. <laughs> masculinity is the ability for somebody to be authentic, open, and honest within the context of all of the relationships within their life and have congruency. So whatever they say to somebody's face is what they would say behind their back. Um, and it's it's literally mankind project is is about giving men experiences that allow them to grow and change. In fact, the the organization's motto is to change the world one man at a time, mm. which, as you can imagine, might be a bit slow. Mm. So it would be great well. if we could speed that up. But the idea is to get hold of men and teach them about being vulnerable, being authentic, being open, being honest, um, and how to do that within the context of other men. Then it's like a it's literally like a stone in a pond. Um, as every woman has many contacts, every man does. Every man has the ability to impact not only his direct family, so his spouse, his partner, his children, but the men at work. Uh, a simple example of that is I, I go to gym on a regular basis. There is locker talk in a gym, and I have to occasionally say, guys, that's really sexist. You know, won't you take that kind of stuff elsewhere? A, a man who's conscious is able to actually bring that kind of thing to the party in a way that manages to make an impact every single day in some way. Wow. So, so Gavin, you said to be vulnerable, mm. to be able to connect. So to be that confident man, would you say that's one of the requirements? You know, some people just no. will go confidence and <laughs> no. confidence and vulnerability don't go together. But you're no. saying they do. No, they can go together, but it's not a requirement. Uh, I think vulnerability is just about understanding that you are what you are. Everybody else is what they are. And then let's find the relationship between the two of us in an open and honest way. That vulnerability is just being, I'm going to be open and honest with you about the things that are important and matter to me, even the weak things. Because that's, so that's, that's what we do in today's world. So, so the Mankind Project, you have men who are willing to be vulnerable. That's, well, that's, it. that's and, the and only that's, way you can have an open and honest thing. relationship, yeah. isn't it? Amazing. If I can't be vulnerable with you, then you won't trust me enough to be vulnerable in return. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thanks, mm. Gavin. We're going to come back to you. Dory, you there? I am. I have to say it's not a very good line. I could pick up that, but I, I, Let's see how we go. Okay. Can, can, all right. Let's see how we go, Dory, because you're not echoing on our side. So on our side, it sounds okay. Um, if there's a problem, please let us know, Dory. I just, um, I, I don't know if you heard, but that's Gavin Moffat and he was busy talking about, uh, the Mankind Project. And I was talking also about this warrior who, who we're going to be chatting to just now, Walter Pike, and just his journey. And I, I wanted to talk about this kind of journey on the show today. Um, we, we're talking about, disease um, and we're talking about um, prostate cancer specifically I know how we have struggles in the past to have um, warriors come onto the show to talk about prostate cancer because for some reason um, there's a link between prostate cancer and, and, and masculinity and we're trying to unpack that today Dory like men and and masculinity and vulnerability and and what it is to to be vulnerable 
and and you know why why do we even question it in today's world? Look, I think that the questioning it has been that cultural. Amiki, I'm so sorry, now. I just hear myself. Oh, I'm Dori. going to have to find another line. I'm talking into my ear. I'm sorry, Dori. Okay, we're right. going to try so you it's again. It's a fascinating conversation and important. So please carry on, and I'll try and get back to you on it. Thanks, Dori. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. sorry. Okay, Thank we're going to try again. You know, we have to, I mean, th- thanks. Please call me back on my cell. Let's try that again. Okay, Flo's going okay. to try and thanks. call you back. Okay. Okay, bye. Flo, I'm, I'm not quite sure. We'll, we'll try Dory again on her. On her mobile. Let's try one more time. We were talking about social media. We have technology and then we're having a problem with the telephone line. A good old, fa- well, mobile and then landline. What is this? It's just technology. It only works some of the time. And the only time you really notice technology is when it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's seamless. And we complain. Hey? And we do complain. We do complain. The worst job in a company must be the person in charge of IT. Mm, they I never agree. get a thank you. They only get the moaning. I agree. Mm. I agree. And we mm. expect it. And then we get used to it. And then we cannot operate when we don't. Well, our levels it. are so high, aren't they? Our mm. levels of expectation from IT, they're so high. Everything mm. should be available all mm. of the time. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Well, it should be, I suppose, when we are on the phone and we have Dr. D. We'll, well, we'll get back be. to her. We'll get back to her. So, so Gavin, let's go back to, let's go back very specifically. I've had on the show in the last couple of months, I've had two fathers who've come on who are single dads um, and they have, and I'm not talking about Walter, I'm talking about two other, the one has brain cancer, he's been diagnosed twice, a brain tumor, he's in remission. The other one also, and he's in remission. These single fathers came onto the show. Um, and for the one, it was, uh, you know, for both of them, it was a, a wonderful experience of sharing. It was very emotional. It was like, wow, exposing myself. And, and, and I, you know, we just thought about what it is to be a father where you're supposed to be this, um, we're talking about supposed to be this solid, powerful, person within the family Mm. and now you have cancer you're a single parent and what do you do Mm. with that what do you do with that do you show that you're feeling sick do you show that you're feeling sad that you're angry what do you what as a man what what do you do with that that's quite a conversation to have with somebody who's in that situation because there are no there are no absolutes so it really is a case of what's going to work for you and what's going to work for your kids but from my perspective, um, I was brought up in a household that was relatively conservative. My parents were conservative, and therefore their ideas of what a parent should be were conservative. And it was normally about the, you will tough it out. You don't show your emotions. Um, and there's a, there's a restriction around how you respond to things. So my answer to your question would have been, well, you try and be tough for your kids. Mm-hmm. But actually you need to be vulnerable for your kids, and you need to be open and honest with them. They're going to have fear of what's happening to you regardless of what you tell them. So if you're open and honest with them, they're less likely to have fear because they'll trust the things that you are saying to them. So, for example, saying I'm going to be okay if the possibility is that you're not going to be okay is not something that's going to build trust, obviously. I, I guess you just have to be open and honest with your kids, as open as you honest as you can be, depending on their age. Mm. Dr. D, are you there? I'm here. Oh, is that better? Okay. I, that sounds better. Thank Fantastic. Better. Yay, Dory. Yay, yay, <laughs> We're yay. making it. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say that just in the little, in the minute that I heard, I absolutely couldn't agree more. You know, it's something that is just being highlighted now, particularly with men. And it's, I would say, kind of not most men's default mode. 
counterintuitive. And even today, you know, when we talk about the importance and the power of vulnerability for authentic connection, which is something you and I talk about, um, Nikki, mm. you know, it's still, it's, it's, it's a relatively new concept. Sometimes people embrace it in their heads. But to translate that kind of awareness that seems to make sense because of what's already been said into action is still very difficult when all the messages that you've internalized about being a boy, about not crying, I always say cowboys don't cry not in front of their horses anyway, Mm -hmm. about the importance of kind of toughing it up and, you know, just dealing with stuff. It's very difficult even with this this kind of challenging information to start acting on it because the fear is of um, sometimes it's about upsetting other people sometimes it is but appearing weak and not being able to cope and I have to say I don't know if you've spoken about it yet um, on this show but we know that for instance the suicide rate amongst men is so much is so exponentially higher and part of the reason is not recognizing the or not being able to reach out and send and be vulnerable or even accept the support because I'm the man and I'm meant to not need that kind of thing. And so, you know, men don't reach out in that way as easily, either to professional support systems or even their families because it's just you know, counteract so many messages that they've internalized in projects about how you're meant to be and about good and bad and right and wrong and should and shouldn't. And my dad said a man was and my mom said a man has to be and my culture is Mm. and my religion says that. But to start with these kind of ideas um, and put them into practice isn't easy. And that's why, you know, one applauds the necessity of the Mankind Project. And men who are, you know, role models in so many other ways, being able to say, look, you know, I'm a man, I'm also a member of the human race. Mm. And I have feelings and I don't always know what to do. And I get scared sometimes and I need support. And does that diminish you in my eye, in your eyes? And usually it doesn't. Mm. We think it would, but it doesn't. What it does is it makes us feel closer and more understanding, and it's contagious. And it gives us the courage to say, wow, you know, if he can share that with me, I can connect with him in terms of myself. And so, Dory, for men who are listening right now and they are part of the world that you talk about where they follow, you know, what they were told and that's their map of reality and that is how they see the world, it, is there a chance to change? Is there, can you shift it? Can you turn it around? And, and if so, what's the first step? Look, I think that, you know, There are a number of things. Of course, there's a chance. You know, there's a big chance. You know, unfortunately, like, um, anxiety is a part. There's no change without anxiety in Mm. some way. Mm. So it means, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Mm. So the, the, the change is risky 
for people to start trying it and seeing people's responses and understanding um, what the desired outcome is. And the desired outcome is for connection and not only support for you, for you but, but to be real. And the danger of what happens when you either take all these emotions or whatever and act them out outwards and maybe being becoming too aggressive or being sparked easily or showing a behavior that is more in line with men or otherwise turning it inward and the consequences of that affecting your health, maybe increase of depression and so on. So you understand a little bit how do you begin to do it? Well, awareness, awareness is the first step to change. And I think awareness of the negative effects of not doing it and mm-hmm. possibly taking a risk to experience something different and something more to give yourself and permission and other people permission to be whole people is worth the risk. And the risk is a little bit of a risk. And what at first, I mean, you're not going to say, okay, most people aren't. I have had, I have prostate cancer and I'm going to spill my guts to a whole lot of thousands of millions of people or maybe for some people it is safer even. I'm talking about the disinhibition effect. But you know I think the important thing is to is to to start off um, uh, recognizing your own feelings and recognizing your emotions which you must be out of touch with, Mm. giving yourself permission to own them, even internally, feeling a kind of relief, you know, when when you don't have to use so much energy to block what you're feeling all the time, and then testing out, you know, being able to share some of that, and sometimes there's even um, some reassurance that you offer to the receiver even, because as I said, some of the fear is how are they going to take this, you know, and and when you get to that point of being able to, to, to have what Susan David calls emotional agility and move from the one kind of response that you have believed is the right one to understanding that you are not feeling right and that you there's so much else going on inside you you have to find different ways and when you test it out you know usually with such positive results and much more understanding from other people than you ever thought you could have Mm. and feeling that you're not in this thing called life alone and that we are indeed wired for connection because we're human beings Mm. then the relief sometimes you know is is so um, amazing for people. Mm. Uh, Gavin, and I, I can see where the Mankind Project would fit into this because men need to be together, to be away from everything, to be able to be vulnerable, to connect, to... And I think what Dory said is very important to be in touch with an emotion. I mean, how many of us feel things we don't even know we're feeling it? It kind of manifests of something or pain in the body or something here or something there. So the question that I'm really asking is this. When someone has gone away for a weekend on a mankind project, they're going to be walking away or they're going to be returning home quite a different person. Hmm. 
It's it's one of the things that uh, we note a lot is that after a weekend, there is an energetic shift, let alone anything else that may happen, that is huge. And it's because you've been exposed to a whole bunch of brand new things that you probably never come across in your life before around what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. So you get revealed to you that being open and honest and vulnerable is is okay. It's normal. Having a story, having problems, having baggage, it's all okay. Um, Hiding it is not okay. Um, Not dealing with it is not okay. Um, you also start to realize that within your life, it's not only about you. It's about all of those people around you. So it's about your partners. It's about your children. It's about the people at work. And they're all impacted by the stuff that you are not dealing with. Um, I think that you're, you're 100% right that it is awesome for men to be able to be with other men, to be able to deal with the things that they need to deal with. And when we talk about Mankind Project type stuff, it's not about going to have a drink at a bar because yeah. all of the work that we do involves no alcohol. Yeah. You may not have alcohol before you come or, or recreational drugs or anything of that nature because it's all about being clean and clean in many different ways. So clean, unambiguous communication as well as being uh, clean physically. Mm-hmm. And so there are many levels on which um, men being together can work really well and open and honest and vulnerable is one of those. Mm. And Doria, I'm imagining, uh, and as I was saying to Gavin, walking away from this weekend, you know, there's a shift, obviously, there's a huge change. And so the question that I then want to ask you is that going back into a family environment where they have not ever seen that side of you, you've been the father, you've been the husband, uh, you know, you look after everyone, you're the strong person, you've been away for a weekend and you realize that, in fact, there's a whole nother side to you and that you've shared it with other people and you've really broken down what it is to be a man in this world. How do you handle that dynamic coming back to the family, the family dealing with you? Do you think it's something that could naturally flow? Do you, do you think this is something that could hold someone back, seeing the reaction of the family? I, I think it's both, Nikki, you know that, because I think that we are in what we call family systems that are very, very strong. And there are underlying directives that aren't always seen or spoken about, mm. about how to be. We kind of have ro- roles, you know. This one is sort of the gatekeeper of the secrets, or the, this one is the funny one in the family. This one is the clever one. Mm. This one is the strong one. This one is the hysterical one. Yeah. And we've kind of fitted, you know, we... we Function and it's a strange kind of concept because we get into what we call a dysfunctional equilibrium. In other words, we are much more than just our one narrative. We're much more than just our one story. But what happens is when we start showing some of another story, if you're talking about a man who's been, I am the head of the house, and this is how we see you, and um, that's true because I say so, or maybe even something more gentler than that is that, um, you know, he um, it's our dad or it's my husband, so he always has all the answers. Or maybe he never has any answers, mm. or, but whatever you, you, you say, yeah. when you start shifting that because of a new kind of an awareness and a new kind of experience, the family will go into actually, interestingly enough, Functional, more functional because it's more authentic and honest, but they will go into disequilibrium. So they will be put out for a while because the equilibrium of the family was based on that kind of certainty, sometimes Mm. a myth of certain entrenched roles. 
that have allowed the family to continue. And when you step out of the role and be more honest and stop pretending and be a little bit more vulnerable, which is definitely, as we've been hearing, much more functional, it also may result in some kind of new adjustment and some kind of temporary disequilibrium. So that, yes, there could be, we don't know you like this, what happened to you over the weekend. There might even be some concern about um, why are you, you know, you, 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 look, we've always had a needs-to-know basis in this family. Mm. I don't know if I really need to know all of this. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that there needs to be awareness and respect and how you put some of these things across. And what you say, and I think that there's nothing wrong in coming back from a weekend like that, you know, excited and and um, maybe a bit anxious and excited and saying, you know, have the conversation that is about the conversation. So the conversation is, I haven't been able to access some of the things that I've been feeling easily. And when I have, I've always thought in my whole life, because I learned that, or whatever, that it's been wrong to involve you or to share some of it with you or even get your responses from it. Mm. And I think that in that way, we've been maintaining some sort of distance. I've found a way or I've been shown a way of being more connected to the people that I value and love most in my life. Who Mm. are you? Mm. You know, who are sitting here and, and, I'm I'm wanting to to show you more and to share it without, obviously, any forcing of other people, a gentle kind of development of it. Because it flows, you know, if you become more comfortable in being authentically vulnerable, other people also do. And then it's just something that flows. But I do think there's a, yeah... Thanks, Dory. No, I I love that explanation because I I think that for listeners, I I think it's the beginning of a dialogue. I think that that's what maybe this discussion is about, is the beginning. And knowing that, and I love what you said, and everyone can shift, and it can be at any stage of your life. Um, I love that we have this Mankind Project that can initiate something like that. And I love that we've, you know, we've looked at what could could happen in a family um, and how incredibly positive that could be. And I think that we should certainly continue having these conversations. So Walter's going to be joining us in a minute. So Dory, I, I just want to thank you for being on the show again. It is always a pleasure, always so That's, insightful, always. It really go, is. You you make it eat, Nikki. You bring out the flow <laughs> by asking just the right question, oh, the poignant question. Thank you, Dory. Lovely to Lots of to love. Thank, and thank you. you for coming thank on to you. the show. Okay. Thank, thank you, Dory. You. Thank you Bye-bye. so much. Bye-bye. Dr. D, and yes, I do hope that this is an opportunity if you're listening and it's it's something that you haven't even been aware of or maybe you've been thinking about and you don't know what to do with it, let the show today be the beginning of something new. We're going to take a break. In a moment, Walter Pike's going to be joining us. Gavin's going to continue with the wonderful work of the Mankind Project. If you have questions for us, SMS us on 34519. Call us on 0101403020. This is Lifelinks with a DL link. 
Thank you so much for staying with us. The DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Um, I have in the studio Gavin Moffat, who is representing the Mankind Project today. He's also a speaker, writer, and a common sense evangelist. And uh, finally, we have our warrior back in the studio, third time, Walter Pike, who's the CEO and founder at Pike. And uh, he's our prostate cancer warrior. How do you feel being called a prostate cancer warrior? It's actually quite an interesting thing, you know. Some people are really almost offended that I'm being so open about this journey. They say, you know, are you looking for sympathy or something like that? And, you know, clearly I'm not. I just think it's something that's, that's, that people or other people seem to have got a lot of value out of. I've had people, um, contacting me from the USA, from all over the place to say, yeah, uh, what, you know what you're doing and and could we do it too and so it's, so let's go back let's go back 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 and and let's find the point when you decide was there a point when you said you know what this doesn't just have to be my journey alone i can open this up um i can connect with people people can learn um and people can see that they're not alone or people can care whatever it is was there a, did you think about it were you conscious of it no i don't think i i don't think i did i just thought it was this is my life and and i share quite a lot of my life and and so I just kept on sharing it, and and it you know it went along its its thing about you know this is Mr. Pike, this is definitely you lucky, this is definitely not cancer because the symptoms are too severe, it must be an infection or something like that. You'll be fine. To oh, Mr. Pike, by the way, um, we've done the we've done the, the 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 tests, and yes, you have got quite aggressive prostate cancer. To let's do this. To oh, nothing's working anymore um, and and a friend of mine saying well let's um, have you have you contacted the, the do you know about the research taking place at the Steve Beaker hospital and me phoning there and then trying with that stuff and that also is deciding not to work anymore so here I'm on my next sort of iteration of it it's quite an interesting journey because mm. you sort of go mm. at one stage I used to get sort of so excited that everything was going to be okay and then so disappointed now I'm just living my life and and it's coming along with me mm. so so the, you said that that treatment wasn't working that the, the the treatment when we when we last yeah. spoke it's not working okay then they did you had a pet scan yeah and they found that it had spread it had metastasized to your ribs yeah, it. I mean, it. it had, when I was on that uh, the the initial uh, treatment, it had already metastasized. Okay. So it was already my ribs and my lymph, and and that worked quite well for six months. It knocked back the the main tumor down to about ten percent of its former size. But then, very interestingly enough, I found out that the that the radiation it emits, the beta radiation. Uh, only breaks down one strand of the DNA. Right. So the DNA has, got, uh, has uh, of the cell. So the DNA has a, a like a ladder that it can reconstitute itself on, and it started doing that. So now it's got the part that it, you can't destroy sure. is on both sides. So sure. now it's resistant to that radiation. So you say you went for more treatment. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, this is it's a sim. It's a, it's the same 
thinking the same technology using um, using these radioactive nuclides that attach to the PSMA um, a product a prostate specific membrane antigen, and and then and then and then try and nuke it. But this the new substance that they're using is not lutetium, which I used before, but actinium, which is an which is an alpha radiation emitter. Emitter and and it's a lot it's a lot more destructive. Um, it it destroys the whole DNA um, and it should hopefully um, hopefully do that to these cells. And it's ha- they've they've only had two people in this in this um, experiment in this trial that it hasn't worked on. So they've had about an eighty five percent success rate and. Um, you know, I've got no reason to believe that it, that I won't be part of the next success rate. The the so from the the longest people that they've had, they've been able to get into remission, and the longest they've been able to stay in remission is four years, which is absolutely incredible. You know, mm. um, and uh, so yeah, if it works, it does have other si- side effects, stronger side effects, in that um, it sits in your in your in your glands, in your salivary glands, and uh, specifically, and it can destroy those glands. So I might end up without without being able to produce any saliva, so it's difficult to taste and things like that. But I'm hoping that I'll be okay. So here you sit, looking absolutely wonderful, looking vibrant, energetic. I, I would never have thought that yesterday you went for treatment. And you're talking about, you know, four years of, of remission. You're talking about your salivary glands being affected, and it's all quite matter-of-fact. How are you, Walter? How are you feeling when you wake up in the morning? Because you talk about your beautiful horses. I mean, I follow your story all the time. How are you, Walter? You know, I go through stages. I mean, it, as it turns out, yesterday, as I went in for the treatment, uh, I went through one of my kind of like low stages. I I was, you know, because I was a bit nervous about the side effects. And, and actually, I don't know if this doesn't work. It's sort of like... I don't think there's anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so I mean, so I went through a little bit of a of a down patch, but most days, every day, I'm great. I I, I'm, I managed to I managed to break my leg a few weeks ago. Um, you did, and on a horse. Yeah, oh, uh, wow. a horse decided to fall down. I was doing some antics with it, and she fell on me, and and she broke my ankle. Ouch. And so I've got pins and plates in that. And then, I've, I mean, and this sounds like Walter being sorry for himself, but I'm not. I'm just telling you. Uh, I've, I've also had two retinal detachments in the last year, and um, and uh, so all of these things all happening at the right. same time. But uh, but I've also got the biggest. Uh, business contract that I've ever had in my life. The biggest, the biggest, um, the biggest challenge I've ever faced from a business point of view. Um, um, trying to turn around a brand which I'm not going to tell you what it is now, but is probably the most hated brand in South Africa, or one of the the four most hated brands. I won it in a massive pitch against all sorts of people, all the big agencies, and I won it as a kind of like a one-man show. Oh, good for so you. So it was like really, really cool. And and so every day I w- wake up and I feel amazing and I and I just go through my life. At, at one stage, cancer became a little bit centered, mm-hmm. but it's not centered at all. It's it's like uh, the way I treat it, the way I yes. think about it is that it's it's a parameter. You know, I'm tall and I've got gray hair 
and I got cancer, you know. So it's just one of those things that's, that's, that's part of it. And it does mean that every now and again I feel a bit tired or I've got to go into the hospital. Um, but that's just how it is. And you got there over a process, over a period of time. Reading, reading everyone's posts when you, you know, you say I'm going in tomorrow and this is what's going to happen and just this overwhelming support. Everyone wishing you well, everyone really, really connected, um, and holding you in a way, you know, it's kind of like what this deal link does. It's this mm. huge connection and holding. You're a dad. How are your kids and how are you? Because we started off talking about being the father figure, being mm. the strong man, being all of these things. And here you have these on one after the other, after the other battles. You know, I, I think when I was first diagnosed, it hit the kids really, really hard. Um, you know, because I think, I do think that as the father, you, you know, they kind of think that you are invincible and, you know, that you're going to take them through, through be with them right through their lives because I was also a very involved, I've always been a very involved father. Right. And, um, but we've also got through that, that, that fear has gone. I think they, res- they research everything and we, we and we chat uh, about what's going on. But right now, they, they also were the journey with me or the way I see it. And I'm, I cooked dinner for them last night and they came, came over and, and we had an, a wonderful, lovely evening in which we just spoke a little bit about what was going on and what the next step was and then spoke about my daughter's vasty and, and my son's things that he was doing. So, so it's kind of normalized. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a break. Walter, after I want to hear about your horses. You talk about this alternate therapy, this incredible (laughs) therapy. Let's hear about your beautiful horses. Stay with us. This is Life Links with a DL Link. Welcome back. I have Walter Pike in the studio. I have Gavin Moffat in the studio. Walter, tell us about your horses. Yeah. I always see you and your horses. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my horse story is actually also quite interesting because I, I, I kind of grew up with horses and then I, I played polo and I played polo cross and then I got married and, um, my ex-wife wasn't that into horses, although she was the daughter of a racehorse trainer. And, um, and I've drifted away from them for 28, 30 years. And then about, Oh, about five, maybe six, five years, six years ago, I went to watch a polo um, match with my daughter to say, this is what you, your dad used to do when he was young and stupid. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I'm probably still young, young and, and probably just as stupid. <laughs> so, so, um, I, 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 Managed to get get to get a, a, a chance to to stick and ball, and then I then somebody lent me some horses, and I played a few chuckers, and then I went to the racetrack and got got some horses, and then some, and then uh, then the trainer gave me another one, and then I got other ones, and you know, so now I've end, and then then uh, an ex girlfriend of mine asked me to 
to um, to manage her string of racehorses that her she'd inherited from her father, who died just about just about a year ago, and um, and oh no, two years ago, and and so I, I was working with these horses and rode them and started looking after them, and now in their retirement, they've also come to join Gosh. me. So I've ended up with this massive amount of horses, oh. um, but I play polo on them and I school them, and I'm also starting to use them in in a kind of like a, a training intervention yes. because horses can teach you a lot about about partnerships and teamworks and how leadership works and and I'm I'm starting to 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 use them as the training facilitators to take people through that process. Gee, that sounds interesting. But also for my own thing, I mean when I broke my leg, um I'm I mean I could hardly I couldn't move around. I mean I had moon boots and and moon boots and things on. So, I mean, I, the one day I just took I took a chair, put it in the middle of the paddock and just sat there. And then the horses all came up to me one by one <laughs> and came to chat to me and sort of sniffed my leg and sniffed my hair. And then all just stood around and went to sleep in the circle of seven really? horses. Amazing. They, they keep me going, keep me alive. Oh, I want to come and sit in the circle of the seven horses. Please, Can I? Please, please. Please do. I'd love you <laughs> I'm going to keep you. I'm going to hold you to that. Please, I'm going to hold you to that, Walter. Gavin, before we say goodbye, I want to very, very quickly, for those who have been listening, who want to come on a Mankind Project weekend, who've decided they want to change, they want to be able to connect and show a vulnerability, where, how? Uh, mkp.org.za Please say that again, you weren't MK- on. www.mkp.org.za yes. Easiest place to start. Have a look at the website uh, because it's a volunteer organization. It's not the best website in the world. You can register for the next weekend, which takes place in the next month in Cape Town. Um, or drop us an email and ask for more information or happy if people contact me directly and I can put them in touch with the right people. Fantastic. Um, all of those ways. Fantastic. So Mankind Project, mkp.org.za Kevin, thank you. Thank lovely, you. lovely having you on the show. Thank you You'll so much. You'll have to Great talk to about Common here. Sense another time. Walter, wishing you good health, Walter. Lovely, lovely having you on the show. Yeah, thanks so, so thanks much. Thanks for sharing your journey. We're all on it with you. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. I look so forward to being with you same time next week. From me, Nikki Seberini. Until then, take care. Goodbye.